Hello, strangers on the internet following your heart down a dark and terrifying path. Welcome to Nitwick, the podcast about friends and video games. This week, we cap off our month of, uh, our month of adventure with the bright and colorful realm of Kingdom Hearts. Emotions, Disney characters, sea salt ice cream. What more could you want, you filthy millennial? My name is Drew, and uh, a fun fact about myself... <laughs> If I could travel to a fictional world, I want to go to, um, I don't remember the name, but whatever world Tron World is, that is freaking neon and retro, and I love it, and I want to be there for at least a day. I think it'd be oh. pretty. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty. Was there a name for the game? There is. The, the game I think that they the were grid. in Tron? It's The Grid. They were on oh, The Grid. Called the... Or something huh. like that. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen Tron. But listen. Mm. Listen here, folks. I want to go to The Grid. I want to hang out with Daft Punk. I wanna, I wanna like have a weird bubbly blue drink, and I don't know what's in it, and I just, I just wanna ride my motorcycle. You know, it's just the life I need to live. Okay, but don't, don't run into any walls. Those motorcycles leave walls behind them, which always seemed really dumb in <laughs> retrospect. But you know, whatever. It is a design flaw. Uh, hello, my name is Adam, and hello, if I Adam. could travel to another world, hmm. Now let me ask a question: If I travel to this other world. Uh, am I am I just still myself in this other world? You are yourself, but you are immune to pain. Oh wow, wow. Uh, that's wow, good. That, that's an upgrade. <laughs> oh shit! That's uh, right. I don't know. There's so many. I okay. I would go to the world of Pokemon. That's where I would go. Ooh, uh, dang! Specifically, that is a good fucking pick. Specifically, I'd go to the Hoenn region. Um, at least that's where I'd start, and then they'd be like. Wait a minute, you're way too old. You can't be a Pokemon trainer. Like, oh. Well, then I'm gonna steal somebody. I would no, end up a member of Team Rocket. What are you at this talking rate. about? Why would they tell you you're too old to train Pokemon? I don't know. They're always kids. I, you know what? No, that, no, there's what? a bunch of adults who train Pokemon. Yeah, and they're a bunch of jobbers that get beaten by a kid. Adam, That's Adam. also true. It's okay. You can join Team Rocket. You can be a gym leader. How about that? You're <gasps> a gym leader. Oh, man. Ooh. Finally, the Pokemon episode comes back full circle. I am now a gym leader. That'd be great. Excellent. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Zach! And That's solid. All right. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Zach. And if I could go to any world, this is both boring and maybe a little weird, but I would go to the Persona universe. Why would that be? Especially if I was be... immune to pain. That'd be great. Um, because the way I see it, either I enter that realm and get a Persona, mm-hmm. in which case, sweet! Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I enter, I enter that realm... I don't get a persona, but I'm immune to pain, so it don't matter. Yeah, and it's basically just normal. So it's like, well, 50-50, yeah. you get a persona. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like the other half of that 50-50 is, I live my life normally. All right, I can take that. <laughs> so my perception of persona, based off of everything you've told me, though, is that it's a, a realm that is perpetually high school. So you would be going to high school. Well, no, it's... So the characters are in high school. The world is just the regular world. That's right. Zach would become a social link for the people that might get personas if he oh, didn't. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm like a, be that... a fucking social link for like one of the main, for the, like the main character. <laughs> Majestic. I don't even know. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right then. Well, folks, uh, let us begin this glorious episode. Um, if you guys are interested, I had a week this week. It was a pretty Whoa. great one. Let me tell Holy you about shit! It. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Calm down there. No, I do won't tell about this week you've had. It sounds intriguing. 
Well, it was it was a strong one. It, it, it grew seven days long, and um, it was filled with a lot of uh, a lot of Kingdom Hearts this week uh, in preparation for this glorious episode. Mm -hmm. uh, I played it with Zach. We had a a great sit down right. about uh, about what was what, and that was fun. Um, I'm sure he'll tell you all about it later. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, aside from that, it's been uh, it's been interesting. Uh, I uh, series of unfortunate events season two dropped and I'm loving the hell out of that. I think it's off. To Wait, a that really came out. Start. Yeah, yeah. It did. Shit, I didn't. I didn't know that. I, w I was gonna watch that. That sounds great. I, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, I was a big fan of one. I'm a big fan of the books. Uh, I actually think season two so far has a stronger start. Like hmm. it seems like they they've kind of figured out their groove and it's just it's just a ton of fun and it's gotten darker and I quite like it. Um. On that note, mm -hmm. um, cool. <clears throat> one of the one of the weddings that is being planned, um, oh. the the groom to be is putting together a playlist of music, and he was asking for songs, and I ended up like putting together a giant list of different things, uh, some wedding appropriate and some just like, hey, I want you to listen to this, and <laughs> <laughs> what's weird oh, is no. I'm going through like a, a strange hip hop phase right now, so. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of Kanye West in my life right now. Um, oh boy, which is super weird. Interesting. Super weird because I, mm -hmm. I I didn't think I'd like him. But don't really listen to Kanye. It sounds like you know it's yeah. weird because I you know I don't know later and then more importantly I started listening to this weird thing called Death Grips and they crazy they weird and I love them. Uh, so far, anyway. <laughs> Death Grips. <laughs> it's so. I think I've heard. <laughs> I feel like I've heard of them before, but I just haven't listened to them. They, they've been around for a while, and from what I understand, they have, like, a very feverish fan base. So perhaps mm -hmm. that's why you haven't listened to them. Yeah. But um, their stuff's pretty cool. So, you know, that's what my week's yeah. been up to. That's what I've been yeah. up to. And, Sounds uh, good. Yeah, I'm Sounds gonna, I'm, solid. I will say, Drew, when you posted what you what you were going to talk about for your week, I saw a, uh, some series of unfortunate events, and I really thought, like, oh, Drew's <laughs> going to tell us something sad happened this week. Not that like, the series started back up. Oh, you know. No, no. I saw the capitalization. <laughs> I knew. It's those eager eyes. Um, those Adam. eager eyes? <laughs> I don't know. I yes. <laughs> I can't talk tonight, but I do want to hear about Adam's week. So, Adam, oh. hit me with it. Well, let me tell you what I've been doing this week. So, this week, uh, I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild. Um, I am one divine beast down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did. Oh, my um, God. I beat the first boss, um, or the first Divine Beast, and that was actually really fun. Like, you had to do, like, a little couple little series to actually start the boss fight. And then you, you, do the, you do this kind of big, climactic, oh, fight the Divine Beast thing. And I thought, oh, that's not too bad. I beat it. And then it surprised you with, hey, do this mini dungeon and then fight this boss. Um, yeah. And it was really cool because, like, the boss fight was actually hard, but there was a really neat trick you could do. Like, at some point, he starts throwing ice cubes at you, like these giant oh, ice right. blocks, and I couldn't for the life of me figure out the timing to hit them back, until I realized, hey, wait a minute, I have my ability to make little ice blocks, I can use that and just break them, why the hell would I have ever thought to do that? And it was like, just, it was a really cool boss fight, because it was like, it had some of this really cool trick that uh, you kind of would have known, you wouldn't have thought of unless you tried it. But yeah. yeah. I, I do have to say that particular boss is like it was probably the hardest one for me to take on and it's also mm -hmm. the one that just ate up the most of my arrows. Oh so 
in in preparation of the boss fight they one of the, the characters the prince is like hey so you need shock arrows we'll probably need about 20 and i'm looking at my inventory like okay but i've got 17 does that count no come back with 20 I'm like oh uh and then i get 20 and i go fight the boss and i think i used four <laughs> yep <laughs> What? It, it was weird because uh, I just I hit each of the orbs exactly once it was great oh right yeah I think I missed once or twice and so I ended up with like 14 arrows and I was like alright <laughs> yeah uh, but Breath of the Wild's going good so I'm still exploring uh, I have my next destination and the game continues Ooh. to be great wait where are you aimed at next uh, I think I'm gonna head north and maybe over more in the center because somebody told me there's something good out there I'm like hmm hmm maybe uh Okay, yeah, I know. Somebody's told me there's a particular weapon I might want to get. Wink, wink. Oh, dude. Okay, how many hearts do you have? I have seven. Oh wow! Holy crap! You've been pushing it. <laughs> yes, friend. Every battle, I go from seven hearts to exactly one, and think, well, I good thing I've got a full heal. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing I've been doing this week is I've been playing a lot of Dragon Ball Fighters because. My boy Broly got added to the cast, and yeah, yeah. I, it was kind of kind of a bummer because at first uh, a bunch of people thought he'd be really weak, but then he comes out, and like all I've seen are these crazy videos of people being like, "Nah, Broly's really strong. He's like too strong." And then I finally got to play. I was like, "You know what? You're right. He is too strong, but this is fantastic. Never change him." Um, but yeah, uh, and then after other than that, I played a little bit more Dark Souls three. Uh, Zach, are you still playing Dark Souls 3? Uh, no. No? No, I stopped. It's okay. Um, the only thing I was going to say about Dark Souls 3 is that I I'm doing the Undead Settlement right now. That area is actually obnoxiously big, if I'm being honest. Like, it, it just kept, is. It actually, just I'm... kept going. It never stopped. So, I think I finally finished it, but it, like, holy hell. Hmm. Are, are, are all the environments yeah. in uh, DS3 super big? Because, like, I only have the context of Bloodborne and the first one. And even well, then, like, the worlds are massive. That's part of the appeal for me. Well, the thing is, is that, like, Bloodborne's areas are really focused. Like, they're almost linear, but they kind of double back on themselves, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like, Drew, a good example is, you know, Yarnum, the, the actual, like, starting area of Yarnum is mm -hmm. essentially a straight line, but it, it kind of forks, but at some point it does, like, loop back into itself. The, the undead settlement just like goes off into a bajillion directions and it becomes really confusing to figure out where you're supposed to go uh, and like yeah that can be part of it but it's also kind of annoying if, I, if i'm being honest i for me um i i i'm only like maybe halfway through i have no idea where i am in there but i i just remember i was following a path along and then i like i had to like go around a bunch of guys because i didn't want to aggro all of them mm-hmm I went through a barn to a dead end and was like, this is a waste of my life. Um, <laughs> and then I swung around an alleyway, um, mm -hmm. uh, arrowed an enemy that fired at me, but the attacks would get clipped on a wall, whereas my arrows were getting through to them. Nice. So I just sort of cheesed them to death. <laughs> it was great. Um, and then yeah. mm -hmm. I, uh, like I walked down and then I like walked over like a, a roof and it was like hey is there a bonfire down there and so i and just jumped off the roof to the bonfire and was like nice nice 
But yeah. It's uh, just like, where is every... It, it is super convoluted running around there. Yeah. Uh, but that's basically my week. A lot of games, a lot of stuff. It'll probably be pretty much the same for a couple weeks. Ah, uh, I see. You're staying on brand, and that's important. Mm-hmm. It's always good to stay on the brand and not mm-hmm. get off the brand. Right. I'm looking at you, <laughs> off-brand person. I guess that brings <laughs> us to you then, Zach. What's going on? Hi there. Let me tell you about my off-brand adventures. Okay. Um, so I think probably the most important thing to mention is uh, my birthday. Yeah! Um, yeah! So I had a birthday. Wait, it was your what? My birthday was on... Uh, Happy birthday, birthday Damn it. to you. Oh, my. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. <laughs> I think we did this last week as well. Yes. Right. <laughs> we did. So this, this, you, podcast, I want you to know this, this thing happened about six times on my actual birthday. I Your got actual on what? Play on my on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it happened like six times while I was playing Overwatch. Every time someone had jumped in the chat, um, somebody would mention me like, "Oh, it's Zach's birthday," and then they'd start singing. Um, so that happened. Uh, but mm-hmm. I also got a really really cool D and D book. Um, nice. It's Xanathar's Guide to Everything, but what makes it especially cool is that it is a it's like a special edition cover so it's mm-hmm. got like, it's like this it's a different sort of material and it looks and it looks a little bit different and i like it a lot it's super cool nice um, very cool prob- although the best gift i got was not xanathar's guide <gasps> the best gift the best gift i got was a pair of jorts oh my god yeah <laughs> drew have you yeah. seen these i've seen them Everyone on the facebook i posted it on facebook <laughs> yeah so it is it is a pair of jorts these yeah, are I jean shorts, by the they're way. Jean shorts, yeah. Um, and they're not just any normal pair of jorts. First of all, they're kind of like they're kind of tight. They're not like Whoa. loose shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is that they have these like palm tree print on them. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part of them because it's like these. Why palm trees on jorts? Yeah, I, I don't Zach, know. It it was Zach. I have an important question. Yes. Can I can I use that photo of Jorts for our episode cover this week? Would you be opposed? I would not be opposed to the Jorts. All right, all right. Oh, send man. it my way. Um, <laughs> you could just download it from Facebook. Perfect. Um, so, so yeah, that that was probably that was my birthday. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Overwatch League update: We've missed about two weeks, but basically, uh-huh. uh, the shop didn't make the stage two playoffs because oh. they lost their last two matches, and it sucked. But, uh... So are we out entirely now? No, we're only halfway through the season. So oh, okay. We're not completely out of the, the, the playoffs. Bring but, it uh... The Stage 2 playoffs was instead... Um, had, had, like, an upset where, uh... Fusion beat London. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia beat London. And then almost beat New York City. It got mm. very close. And... Yeah, that's 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 what happened. It was very exciting. Um, I'm super hype on it because it means anybody could win the fucking gold medal at the end of it. And I'm hype. I'm hype and I'm ready to go. Yeah, I can see him party. being hyped. But yeah, he's too uh, hyped. The, the last thing I probably want to mention is that I've been playing a lot of Civilization VI. Oh, nice. Wow. I'm still playing as the Kree because I love them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I so the current game I'm playing as. 
uh, I made allies with the Scythians. Mm-hmm. They, in turn, went to war against my Greek neighbors. That sounds like a movie right there. My Greek neighbors. My, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the Greeks basically lost. They they got destroyed, and they are no longer on the map. <laughs> but they since, are gone, and they will never be spoken of again. You're yeah. the worst neighbor ever. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. dude. What's wrong? They're gone. Well, here's the thing. I never went to war with Greece. Oh. Oh, good. Instead, so got- the Scythians would declare war and take territory. But in the end, I still end up taking Sparta and Corinth, specifically because they bordered me. And mm. I have a really strong culture. And in Civilization VI with the expansion, culture, if you have a strong enough cultural output and sort of like influence on, other, on neighboring cities, you can push influence so that they rebel against their um, their home, uh, rebel against their, their empire. Mm-hmm. And then if you have enough culture from there to sort of push on them, they will instead petition to join you instead. That's kind of neat. So, like, your yeah. co- your kingdom is just so powerful and influential that other people are like, duh, fuck this. We want to be with them. Yeah. And so it's sort of like a two-step process where first they rebel against the people that um, mm-hmm. they rebel against their, their rulers, and then they petition to join you. And then th- um, this is this is different than like a cultural victory in the other ones, right? Like this yeah, is yeah, it's a little it's a little different. I don't know if this is how you get the cultural victory, but it is a really cool aspect. Um, <clears throat> and so I've been stealing lots of cities with culture, and wow, it's pretty baller. Like the problem is my culture is so strong, I'm starting to steal Scythia cities, which were Greek cities once, but now they're Scythians. <laughs> my uh, culture is so strong, I'm actually rebelling against myself. Yeah, it's getting a little wild, and I'm like, uh, I kind of want the Scythians to be strong because they have the best military in the world, and I want to sick them on my enemies. Um, what a so nice yeah, guy. yeah, I'm a, I'm a wonderful human being when I'm playing these games. But yes, mm. that has been my week. Well, nice. Um, what a week it's you've pretty had. Pretty cool. And yeah, actually, birthday. to be honest, if you want me to be perfectly honest? After this, I'm probably gonna get on and play Final Fantasy 14 because oh, I've been ooh. getting bugged to go play it. But that's a minor detail. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, now See? is not the time for Final Fantasy XIV, Zach. Do you know what time it is? Oh. Is it is it time for a game that I still don't understand? <laughs> you Zach, may not understand it's time it, for Zach. a game that nobody understands. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best possible explanation of Kingdom Hearts. Hello, mm-hmm. everybody. This week we are talking about Kingdom Hearts, the strange hybrid of Final Fantasy and Disney characters that came together and had one of the most profitable and strange babies we've seen in quite some time. And we're going to talk about it because that's what we do here on Nitwick. So hang on to your shorts and your jorts and all that other this'll, weird stuff. This will be a real simple and clean podcast, guys. Oh, Wait, man. quick, important, <laughs> important question. Yeah, is no. there someone in Kingdom Hearts that's wearing jorts? Probably I'm not. Pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is. And I'm almost entirely positive that the main character... Well, no, the main character's wearing shorts, but I don't know if they're made yeah, out of jean material. He's just I wearing was, he's just I wearing was having shorts. a jab Somebody. at him. There are, like... so many, there are so many shorts in Kingdom Hearts, someone has to be wearing jorts. Listen, shorts are comfy and easy to wear, right? Okay, so our our first question is, what is your experience of Kingdom Hearts? And it can't just be about the fashion, though that is an incredibly important oh, no. aspect of it. I do, I do. Can I start this? Because I probably have the least. You know go what? Go, go crazy. So, hi there. I played Kingdom Hearts 1 for a bit. I played until, like, the first Disney World or, like, the second Disney World. 
and then I just sort of petered off. I do remember running around in Alice in Wonderland. You Peter uh, panned off? Yeah, I did Peter pan off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Um, up until uh, I went over to Drew's place on mm-hmm. Saturday, like last Saturday, and okay. we played and we played Kingdom Hearts. And specifically, we played the intro to Kingdom Hearts two, and then we watched the movie that is the cutscenes of one of the spinoff games. I think Drew was telling me you guys are watching the movie of three hundred and fifty eight by two. Yep. Yes. Yes, we were. Wow, Zach, oh, you man. have a very weird experience with this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I by the end of by the end of the tutorial, uh, Drew almost wanted me to play more too. I was just like, no, I'm good, man. Uh, yeah, but I played a bunch of Roxas. I played a bunch of Roxas and his friends, as he's slowly realizing very important things about himself, and I'm just like. This Roxas guy, he's not that bad. Every time I want to ask a fucking question, Roxas does, and nobody gives him an answer. That's right. Was, Roxas is Roxas a, is just as confused as you are, if not more confused. Yeah, exactly. There was a specific moment, and I have to tell you listeners this. When we were watching the movie bit, and uh, Roxas is talking to Xion, and Xion, like asks him, like, who are you, or something, Um or no, she, she says like, "Hey, your name is Roxas," and you, Zach, you say, "Yeah," and then Roxas in the cutscene says, "Yeah," and I was just like, "Oh no!" And this How happened multiple are... times. How certain are we that Zach didn't voice act for Roxas? Yeah, I don't know. It might have. I might have. Uh, so, um, but uh, and that's pretty much your experience with it. Just kind of yeah, seeing it. I'm, I'm going to be a hundred percent with you. Drew has told me the plot of two, and. I empathize with Roxas the most. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair. Like he kind of has it pretty rough in that one. I I used to be very against Roxas. I didn't have a huge. I wasn't that into him. And then as I've learned more about him and his shitty life, I realize, oh, he's had it super rough. He's actually like he's actually a pretty good guy. Yeah, dude. Like that's the one thing is that if you, especially if you play like uh, Birth by Sleep or something, mm-hmm. that that's the the prequel game. Um, you realize, boy, this guy has had probably, like, the shittiest shit luck ever. Everybody is betraying him. Nobody <laughs> will leave him alone. And worst of all, he's not really even the main character. He's just some side character. Yeah. 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 Even in, uh, even in Birth by Sleep, he's kind of just, like, um, there? Like, he's one of the three. I'm, I'm sorry, Zach. Do you have other context you would like to give us about your Kingdom Hearts life? I mean, let me see. I, I did watch a YouTube video. I, I know a good amount of the, the lore of the main games. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I actually know the plot of Chain of Memories mostly. Oh, good But on it's you. partially left my mind. Can I ask, um, uh, what kind of, since you seem to have kind of a little bit, not, not as much experience, what kind of didn't click with you on the series? Or was it more like you just didn't have a PS2, maybe just weren't interested in it at the time? Um, I th- it was because I didn't have the console at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, That's fair. I I have it now, and I think I'm still holding on to the other Drew's um, Kingdom Hearts. Like, I think I have the original Kingdom Hearts on me mm-hmm. right now. Well, uh, everybody has it back, but everybody has Kingdom Hearts in their heart. Aww. 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 Drew, your experience. Yes. <laughs> but that was Go. a warm moment. That was that was a heartfelt moment, and we need to have those because it is the heart episode. It's I don't get to have emojis. those, Drew. I got so burned last night, I can't have heart. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? 
Uh, so we were at a party last night, and for whatever reason, uh, some people were, like, dropping sick burns on Zach. Uh, I feel kind of bad. I dropped a sick burn on him, and it wasn't until, like, after I realized, like, oh, Jesus, this was, like, four out of, like, a four-hit combo. I'm sorry. Adam. Yeah, I got, I got sick burned, like, five times? Adam, how could you be Uh, so heartless? At this point, Zach is on the brink of becoming a heartless, and maybe a nobody, and maybe something else. I don't know. Oh, dear. I don't know either. Um... (laughs) Well, just to well, be, Adam, to be honest, let, let's move on to you then. What's your context for the Kingdom Hearts realm? I but I fucking know. asked you. All right, whatever. Oh no, if you uh, ask, no, no, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. It's fine. It's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, so <laughs> hi everybody. Up. My name is Drew. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I have quite a bit of context around Kingdom Hearts. I've been boning up for this episode, but before that, I was actually a pretty big fan. Um, within reason. I didn't. Let's see here. Uh, when I got a PS2 via several weird hacks in my family uh i made it a point to get kingdom hearts one because i freaking loved the shit out of that uh it just mm-hmm. looked super cool uh i loved the the visuals and i think what mostly sold me on the series if i'm being honest is like the catchy as hell remix for the first game for simple and clean like it was super yeah, good. yeah that'll <laughs> and, that'd do it and like the scene they play with it in the intro is just like oh my god so much color and light this is perfect um and then i like heavily watched for the release of two and that came out and i loved the crap Mm -hmm. out of that thing um you know it hit at a really good time for me you know it i didn't notice this until i was thinking about it for this episode but like i played kingdom hearts one kind of when i was like at that 12 year old phase and then i played two when i was a teenager which is Mm -hmm. kind of what happens to the main character in that game he starts a kid and he becomes a teenager (laughs) it's almost Uh, like they planned that i they clearly These did. Bastards. <laughs> they clearly did. Um, because it was a game that dealt with all the feels and whatnot, which is mm-hmm. perfect when you're full of angst at that age. Um, I played through Chain of Memories on the Game Boy. Uh, didn't mm-hmm. finish it, but I got through a good chunk of it, and I quite I quite liked the system. I was actually pretty impressed with the cards there. Uh, and I thought Castle Oblivion was pretty cool um, mm-hmm. for like a little tie-over game. Since then, I have watched the cutscene videos, as Zach pointed out. I've actually watched a bit more of them. Um, I think in context of sit down and watch as a movie, it doesn't really work. But as far as like... Uh, have you done that? Wait, no. Can we talk about that? That we, fucking, like, there's yeah. nothing... It would be like sitting down and eating sea salt ice cream. And then, and then Roxas went on a mission. And during that mission, someone spoke to him. And it's just that, that fucking text over, like, a single image. So, yeah, this is, mm-hmm. um, for people who don't know, once 2 went out, they decided to make not sequels, but billions of prequels to these games on many different systems. Scattered. Scattered. In a way that I couldn't follow until they put them all together in a bundle and made me pay for it many years later. I will say that 358 over 2, or whatever the heck that title is, in which mm-hmm. you play as members of the organization, the shadowy organization in 2, um, as thing I watch, YouTube clips I watch throughout my day, it actually works pretty well, because it, they're mm-hmm. like 5 minutes long, they're really quick, and they're pretty much to the point. They're very episodic, which is the way that game was designed. As a movie, where episodic stuff is stitched together... Uh, I'm with Zach. I was very, very like, oh, what's going on here? What's going on here? So, Um, kind of, the it sounds like the way they presented the 358 by 2 
just wasn't that great in the collector's edition or the collection edition or whatever i think it was the first one Mm. they ever made a movie and i think it shows because uh afterwards i did watch um recoded which was like this cell phone game Mm -hmm. and while the actual plot is dumb as hell they oh, yes. actually went ahead and like they animated a few like, you know, simple boss fights. They did like they did like enough to make it a little bit more manageable. Hmm. So okay. with that one, production better, plot less interesting. Less interesting stuff really happened. Three fifty eight by two is interesting. Uh I mean honestly, like if you just kinda like watch it in bits and pieces, I I think it's got a little something there. It's it's a flawed thing for sure. It's flawed okay, wait. for sure. But the can we both agree that the beginning was like why on earth am I still? Oh yeah, again, I'm saying it's rough, but I'm saying okay. there there's mm. there's some dirt there if you're looking. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a sucker for Axel, and he gets some screen time in that one. He does. Uh, most importantly, I've been playing through Birth by Sleep pretty recently, and mm-hmm. I gotta say, it is shockingly good. Like I yeah right. To, <laughs> I expected it to be a complete knockoff. Um. For those who don't know, Birth by Sleep, uh, if you're keeping track, is the prequel to all of these done games. Uh, they add this whole new layer to the the lore. Um, it's actually pretty. It's to me, it feels the most Kingdom Hearts that a Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts game has felt in a long time. Um, it, it's interesting because Birth by Sleep actually feels like it should be like a numbered version. Like it seems it, like they should have just yes. named it Kingdom Hearts Zero to give it like that much importance. Like yeah, and it's really good. Like yeah, it's... no, like Terra's super cool. Um, I actually what they do with Ven slash not Roxas. Actually, yeah, I was about to Roxas, say I'm seeing I'm seeing some Roxas in the splash art. Like with that context, ah. like Roxas makes so much more sense and is a whole lot more interesting because like mm-hmm. he kind of has a soul in this one, whereas in you know after games he's like a fragmented nobody guy. So it kind of makes more sense that he's a little like out of it. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, overall, my impressions of the series, goofy as hell, nice production value, very fun to play, and keep me on my toes. And yeah. I'm really awaiting three eventually. And that's what I got. Adam, uh, I'm, I so my, my experience you. is actually uh, very, very similar to yours, Drew. Um, so Kingdom Hearts 1 was one of the first PlayStation 2 games I got. I actually think it was like the second one I got. Uh, so I got a PlayStation 2 for Christmas, and I got... FF10 and then returned to game and got Kingdom Hearts with it. Mm. And I remember playing a lot of that. I remember actually the reading some articles, but what really sold me on it was seeing the commercial on TV over and over again <laughs> yeah. because it had it has the remix of Simple and Clean, but it also shows a bunch of cutscenes from like mm. all throughout the game and it's like you're just watching it's like what am I looking at? Why is Oh wait. Wait a second. I'm going to look this up. It's a, it, as a, and it's an impressionable 13, 12 year old kid, and my voice is cracked there as a 12 <laughs> or 13 year old. That's impressionable. <laughs> um, at the time, it was just really great, and I loved it. Um, so when I, I played Kingdom Hearts, oh, I actually right. um, played the okay. hell out of that game. Uh, I really like Kingdom Hearts. I, I like Kingdom Hearts 1. And then I play, I also played a lot of Chain of Memories. Uh, I didn't beat that one. But in that one, I got crazy stuck, and the way to get unstuck would have required doing a whole bunch of more work, and uh, I'll explain that later. Uh, but I never finished that one. I, I eventually just checked out what the ending was. Uh, yeah. I did beat two. Um, I played, like, maybe one and a half routes of Birth by Sleep, 
And I think I booted up 358 by two days, but it's on the DS and my hand started hurting after a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have never touched Dream Drop Distance or Recoded or uh, Kingdom Hearts Key. The that's the other cell phone game. Yeah, oh, I um, was a, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of these things. It, mm-hmm. um, but overall, I have been a fan of the series. I really like it. Um, it's one of those ones that I I feel like I have rose tinted glasses of and. As my like, there's a part of me that has always wanted to just go pick up like the super collection on the PS4, mm-hmm. and play through. Just like sit down and play through all of them. And be like, all right, I want to re relive all of this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like you, Drew, where I will occasionally get in a mood like go watch some Kingdom Hearts cutscenes, just <laughs> see how it goes. Uh, you know, I, I I thought that was just a weird thing I did, but I think it's kind of a phenomena of just like they're on the internet and they always look very kingdom hearts it has a <clears throat> a very distinctive style and mm-hmm. like it's like watching a soap opera for me it's like i know this is dumb and bad but like i <laughs> yeah, gotta know actually, what's you know happening what? that is a really good way to describe kingdom hearts it's a, it's just a giant soap <laughs> opera oh my gosh i can't believe you're his nobody no i am his nobody that's his heartless <gasps> oh no <laughs> but who has the kingdom key i have the kingdom key you? I thought you were dead. Oh, it's me, Orin from Final Fantasy X. What? <laughs> oh god! See, Zach, that's why I wanted you to play more because oh Orin shows up, and he shows up in Hades of all places, and he is baller as hell. Wait, he just mm-hmm. shows up? <laughs> yes, uh, he is. So he is summoned as a spirit to to fight in the arena because he's so strong, and it's like, all right, look, there he is. Hey, man, they uh. Olympus gets some really good Final Fantasy characters. They got Cloud in one. Mm. All right, they did. And then Orin in two. They had Sephiroth uh, in one, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. Death Secret boss. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that's kind of that's been my experience with it. Love it. Still somewhat baffled by it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think nostalgia plays a huge role in it. Like, it is... Like, when you look at the sales pitch for it, it is a game that is, take everything Disney, take your childhood, and just make it so you can play there as an adult, or a kid, or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of insidious and kind of genius. Um, And that leads us to our next question, which is, summarize Kingdom Hearts in a single sentence. Um, Oh, I got one. What do you got? What do you got, man? Alright. Final Fantasy bullshit with some Disney flavor. Mm, Delicious. I like it. So, some Final Fantasy ice cream with some Disney sprinkles on top. Some Final Fantasy ice cream with some Disney salt. Ooh. Some salt. Actually, I think it'd be the other way around, wouldn't it? It'd be some Disney ice cream with some Final Fantasy salt. Because all the eggs comes from the Final Fantasy side. (laughs) Right. Um, I want to work in something about, like, hijacking your childhood or nostalgia. Uh, the The sentence I wrote down was... Local island boy and his friends go around the galaxy <laughs> sticking keys in places they probably shouldn't. <laughs> you know what? I think we got a winner. I think we got a winner there. God oh damn. My God. Although, it is revealed that those three kids don't actually live on that island. Yeah, I remember, like... Okay, that to quickly tangent, I remember that being part of Kingdom Hearts 1 of, like, how do they live on this island? And it's like, no, we all take a boat here. And, like, well, then where's the mainland? How far out are you kids? <laughs> Because they, yeah. do, they do show in Kingdom Hearts 2 that Kyrie is in a town where they live. And it's like, so wait, there's an actual place? 
That always no, confused just, yeah. me. At, like know. when I played through, I was confused. I thought she was in like some weird hellscape and she was dreaming. I didn't. It didn't hit me that that was just where she went. Like for oh me. yeah. It's, See, that's the thing. I actually saw that cutscene, and since I had so little experience, I just accepted it as reality. I was just like, oh, okay, right, that makes sense. They didn't live on that fucking tiny island. I, I well, guess the my weird mind thing is too warped. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts likes to do okay. This is a mental mindscape, and that, and then it's like, okay, this is weird. Like, no, no, this is actually just a city. This isn't some weird hellscape, like mindscape. This is just a city. Like, are you sure? Like, are you positive? But Drew, what what would be your one single sentence? My single sentence for Kingdom Hearts. Let's see here. Um, it's tough. It's tough to summarize it in one sentence. But um, let's see here. Um. Goofy fun times featuring Sora and the gang, which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to outsiders. Um, yep. I don't know. Like yours is so good, it's very hard to hard to like compete but, with. By it. the way, um, have we really? I don't think we've even named the main character. Like the because right. Uh, to think. We for people who don't know and been listening to this podcast for a bit, uh, Kingdom Hearts for, is a series. Well, wait. Huh? First of all, we're really really sorry. Yeah. Well. Uh, very quick kind of summary is it is about a boy named Sora and his friends Riku and Kairi who are on an island and they are they are dreaming of something more and want to explore the world when all of a sudden their world is engulfed by darkness and they are they get kind of swung into this huge series of events that turns out that there's all these different worlds being linked and they're trying to figure out how the heart of all worlds Kingdom Hearts is being attacked and there's darkness and stuff and that's a very very simple over generalization and there was a key there was a keyblade ward i guess i would the the only thing i would add is um when it comes to like metaphors kingdom hearts decides to make them very literal sometimes like when adam describes the darkness he's literally talking about like a giant swarm of dark taking over and little dark creatures that like just attack everyone Mm -hmm. Um, yeah Kingdom Hearts is like literally just a giant heart that like is made of other okay. hearts. <laughs> <laughs> this is and, and maybe it's a moon too. You can yeah, never that's the know. thing. Like Kingdom All Hearts right. keeps getting. So, Zach, I don't know. If you've seen this. The cover I art have... for, King, for Kingdom Hearts One has this giant moon, like heart shaped moon, and you think, oh, that's just cool and stylistic. It's like no, that's actually what it looks like. Maybe, <laughs> and I say maybe because they've never actually. Oh right! Been to Kingdom Hearts. It's I mean, just... they, they made one at one point. That's what Zemnis was all about, right? They made one. I don't remember <laughs> well, this. In, in two, in two, the entire thing that the organization was doing is they had Kingdom Hearts, and they were trying to make Sora like kill things to get more hearts to go into Kingdom Hearts. They were. Oh, take. that's that, that was like the that was like the place that never was that they were building the the, the weird world city. That never I think. Was, which I argue is the coolest shit ever. I'm sorry. It is pretty cool. (laughs) I love that it's all just skyscrapers and uh, rain, like, Mm -hmm. Mm 24-7. It kind of sounds like we've kind of tipped into our next question of... We have. (laughs) What makes the Kingdom Hearts series so unique? And maybe it's these worlds, because these are pretty nuts, what we're describing right now. Right. I I do have something else to say, though. Go for it, it. Uh, Well, obviously there's the mashup of the Disney and the Final Fantasy and the Square stuff. That's a fun mashup that we have never seen before and will likely never see again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, it's... uh, Another thing that probably makes it unique is that it's this, like, 
this action role-playing game with two companion characters that are supposed to be relevant. Like, I know there are games like City Automata that do that, mm-hmm. but especially from when it came out, like, that was probably pretty unique. Uh, just, like, the real-time true. sort of, like, brawly combat with uh, companions helping you along in, like, an RPG progression system. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I might be I might be off on that. No, I think you're I think you're absolutely right. Like we'll probably get into it more as we talk about stuff, but I think the thing that makes Kingdom Hearts unique is that premise alone of what if I took Disney and Final Fantasy and just kind of stuck them together? I think that that alone makes it like super unique cuz it's just right. so weird cuz it see it lets you see the characters in ways you've probably never seen them before or let them or and you get to like do all this neat stuff with these really two weird flavors of like why why would you think to put these together oh they're delicious <laughs> right so the other thing i do want to say and this is probably i'm just gonna just gonna quote myself mm-hmm. and i'll explain afterwards what makes kingdom hearts unique is the extreme edge quote darkness 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 oh i see you saw the mm-hmm. xehanort boss fight mm-hmm. right so, like, Kingdom Hearts does this, like, goofy, over-the-top edge. It is so fucking edgy, this fucking game. It turns around into being fucking hilarious. Again, it, it is very... They go the soap opera route. Um, at least, I guess, what we've discovered recently. And I honestly think it works a good chunk of the time. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> like, Adam, I was talking to you earlier about some of the goofy stuff I was seeing in 358 over 2. I really hope I'm saying that correctly. But yeah, that's, that's that, probably it. One thing that you pointed out was like, like yes, it, execution-wise, this is strange, but they are being so earnest. And I think that's part of what makes me pass on a lot of the dumb stuff that I would usually like put a knock on a, on a series for. Mm-hmm. It's like, even if what they're talking about is like super dumb and nonsensical like the characters and the world and the people making them like they they care like there is some genuine love in this goddamn series and there Mm. is some like some like very weirdly over-the-top heart-wrenching moments that like shouldn't be but like (laughs) yeah i have to agree it's like it's weird because so much of the stuff in kingdom hearts is absolutely stupid but like Mm. I mean, it's trying so hard, and it, it like it's being honest with itself at times, and it's like, this is fantastic. Okay, so no, to to give an example, the the intro sequence to Kingdom Hearts two, I played mm-hmm. through that, mm-hmm. and I played through it as Roxas, and despite there there was one boss fight that was unreasonably difficult. Oh, do you want to go into that? Because <laughs> um, I think we need to go into that. Can I? Yeah, we're gonna tangent into that one right now. Sorry, guys. I'll tell you, like, why it's endearing later. But this is a boss fight where you fight, you know, you fight a few enemies, you enter a door, uh, and then you start fighting this boss. And I don't know if I'm just really bad at Kingdom Hearts, but they gave you a dodge button, but it's a prompt. So they want you... Oh, I see. So they want you to dodge. And the problem is, is that if you press the prompt, you dodge towards the enemy. And so there's sections of this boss fight where you want to be running away or lateral to the boss, but every time you press the fucking dodge button, you're moving towards them. God damn it, which Roxas. Is, stop being stupid. Super fucking annoying. The second thing that probably bothered me is, like, in a Dark Souls boss fight, and I was telling Drew about this too, like, you know where the hitbox is. Mm-hmm. This boss fight 
had so much visual clutter, I could not see the hitbox. For, the- for the record, are you talking about the, the weird uh, n- giant nobody boss yes. fight? Yeah, that's like throwing in sperm at you, essentially. Yeah, no, I remember that boss fight being weird. Yeah, that boss fight was weird and super hard. Again, there was so much visual clutter in that stupid fucking boss fight, I didn't know when I needed to dodge. And mm-hmm. the problem was that I had to watch the boss while also watching the, the, the trigger on the bottom left. I, I will and so say... I'm splitting my attention between these things. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm supposed to be dodging, so I can't get an intuitive feel for it. I, I again, was just super, super frustrated playing through that entire fight. What I was going to add on is one thing Kingdom Hearts does, uh, it does well, but maybe sometimes too much, is that, Zach, you must have been having a frustrating time, and it sounds like you were. Anybody watching that must have been like, this is the greatest shit ever, look how much cool <laughs> stuff is going on. They're always, like, Kingdom Hearts games are always great spectacles, but sometimes there's just too much. Yeah, so, oh right, and so here's the last thing that probably, I'm fucking, it was killing me. Uh, the prompt comes up for half a second. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, how am I supposed to press this game? <laughs> like, you come up for so short of time. I can do nothing. I can do nothing. But then that? something endearing <laughs> happens, right? No, I just die. <laughs> no, I was trying to get you, like... <laughs> All right, okay. So back to the endearing. Um, so beyond that boss fight, what makes it super funny is that the fights immediately after that boss fight... Is this like arena fighting where you curb stomp everyone? <laughs> like without even trying, you curb stomp your opponents. Mm-hmm. I like uh, how when you you switched over to the final axle fight and they gave you like here's your two keyblades now and it was just like oh okay let's do this. Yeah, I know. Like I switched to that and I just sort of curb stomped him and I was like, okay, game. I don't know why you made things harder earlier in the fucking tutorial, but fine. Um. I- I genuinely think that's just like a like an import issue. Like maybe the prompt is just weird in this version. Like I, I think you might have just had a weird glitchy thing happen. I that is what I am it theorizing. Was, mm. Yeah, no, that prompt was up for like half a second. I like again there were like and the like the QTE in the middle of that boss fight too. Mm. Yeah, was the, like the... they did they didn't give you time. You just had to spam the triangle button. Wow, uh, as we said in our Dark Souls episodes, it sounds like Zach needs to get good. Oh, mm-hmm. god damn it. Mm-hmm. So then um, I guess getting back so, to what's unique about the series, though. Right. Because so, so what? But uh, but as I'm playing as Roxas, me and Drew are just, like, commenting the entire way through. We're basically making fun of this as we're playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the more and more I played it, like, I kept making jokes about it. But the more and more I started empathizing with Roxas, I was like... <laughs> Man, what the fuck is going on, Roxas? We're both like lost here. Yeah. Where are we going with this? Well, and and uh-huh. like the more I started playing as it, the more I sort of started like embodying like what was going on with him and like the world around, and the more I'm kind of like curious about it. Although I, I solved the Roxas. I hey Roxas, I solved the mystery like five days before you did. Um. But yeah. So so it gets all the way to the end. By the end of the tutorial, I feel really bad for fucking Roxas. <laughs> yeah it only gets worse is the thing like right um, and so like i don't know like the game is dumb as shit but it has a really good way of like getting you to like other than like playing as the characters it does a really good job i guess it does enough characterization with those characters mm-hmm. that like you you like them you genuinely think like oh i like these guys all they're of, all right 
all of the characters, and, and I think this is true for like most of the the new characters. They're like these are the characters in uh, Kingdom Hearts, and this is like Sora, Riku, Kyrie, uh, the organization, Roxas. All of them are such big characters, and they I like that the game really does. It can get kind of weird in how like meandering can be, but it really does try to give you a sense of every character's personality and character. And I think that's why, like, a lot of these dumb things work. Because you just know, like, well, look, Sora's just trying to find his friends. Like, and he's having to deal with all of this crap. And he doesn't <laughs> want this anymore. Roxas just wants to know, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I Again, this is why I empathize with Roxas so much. His whole character is just, what the fuck is going on, guys? Riku you just might wants like, his face back. You might like uh, Sora as well, whose entire gimmick is like, okay, but literally, where are my friends? It's like, <laughs> they're probably on that other planet. Okay, I have saved this world, and I have a Keyblade now. Does anyone know where my friends are? Sora, they're over there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I will say, Sora is one of the most like positive characters I've run into in a video game, though. Like, he is always happy. Like, mm-hmm. even when he's sad. Like, he's a... Uh... He, he he's got a he's got an upbeat attitude, you know. Sora, I mean? Sora is actually one of my favorite kind of protagonists. Where so uh, are you saying? So much, so, second, Zach. Are, so are you saying that Sora is Titus without the daddy issues? I mean, I don't remember Titus having that much issue trying to find his friends. His was more like, where the hell am I going? Well, no, he's just he's just a genuinely very upbeat guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Well. And this is kind of true of both of them, uh, and this goes to Drew's point of Sora is a very positive character. He will have moments where he is sad and kind of, kind of beat down, but he has this endearing thing of like, no, you know what? I can do this. I know I can. And like you as the player, like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. And the game does such a good thing of like when he's doing like, I can do it. We can do it. And he gets like two keyblades, and you're and you just sitting there like. I can do it. I have two keyblades. I'm going to beat everybody. And then the game, you just like curb stomp stuff. and like, I did it. <laughs> and you get that slow motion final cut in and it's got all the like the That's... slow effects. <laughs> okay. Okay. I want to quickly talk about that. Mm-hmm. So in Kingdom Hearts, when you beat a boss, it's not just you beat the boss and the boss falls over. You, the last hit that you do to the boss causes this giant like blooming slowdown effect on the entire world it like does a freeze frame and goes kind of thing like it's it's serious um a good example zach is you know in a lot of the final fantasy games the transition from like overworld into a battle screen it's kind of like that but after you beat the boss when i was a kid and i still even when i've played it a couple times Every time I get that one, I try to get one last hit in, so the last freeze frame is me doing a cool swing or something. Mm. I don't know. I always like doing that. Yeah. It's, that sounds it's kind pretty... of like doing sounds... doing a highlight reel before they had highlight reels. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just feels cool. It was like it's your cool play of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you um, go. Yeah, that sounds yeah. nice. So uh, we've what... covered the premise, the characters. What else makes this series unique? We, you know what's weird is we haven't really we've talked about like the very Kingdom Hearts specific stuff, mm-hmm. but like the the premise of the game is to travel to Disney inspired worlds, which on its own is like a really good hook, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. I that's something it, it on a, on a basic level on a corporate level it makes a lot of sense. Like oh of course just give the kids something to play with, but like the execution's always really nice. Um, 
God, I like I for me like I always love Finding Halloween Town and just like that is my jam. Is, I get a special outfit. Is Halloween Town in every game? It's in. It's one, in one and two. And oh. Chain of Memories. And Chain of Memories. What? Oh, and Chain of Memories. Mm-hmm. Like um, I don't know. Like I for me like that's definitely a unique element of the games. And what's mm-hmm. even better is it's not like a third party going in and like you know throwing a couple assets together. They get as many of the original voice actors as they can. They do a great job with the animation. They are like trying mm-hmm. to really capture the different styles of that world, even if it doesn't always blend super well. They're at least like differentiating things enough. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. I think it's really. Mm-hmm. I was gonna add what I think is really neat about Easter Worlds is because you have like the kingdom hearts elements kind of going into the disney worlds and Mm -hmm. i think for the most part every world you go to is a disney world and there are final fantasy characters kind of out and about exploring and doing stuff but whenever you go into one of the disney worlds the the kind of story you have in that level is a a kind of a recreation of the movie like halloween town you are helping jack skellington get everything ready for halloween and it does a really good job of weaving, of giving you a reason, like Sora and crew, to be there and also do the plot of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I remember the Agrabah levels, and this is true for, I think, most of them. It's like, Aladdin is just a riffraff. He's trying to find the genie. So Sora and his group, like, join him, and they go out into the desert to try to find him. Um, and then, you know, they kind of get wrapped up in all of this, but it's still a recreation of the movie Aladdin. And I always thought they, it was really smart the way they did that. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It's, it's again, it's a series that has its dumb moments, but does some really smart things mm. just, like, on a mechanic level. Actually, that's mm. one thing that I've noticed playing through them, is, like, each one has a significantly different combat system. Like, 2 is very overhauled from 1, Chain of Memories is based off of cards. Birth by Sleep is insane, dude. Like, I, I have D-Links, I have, mm-hmm. like, weird shock stuff. Like, it, it's, it definitely iterates. Like, it, each game seems to iterate pretty heavily. Yeah. Zach kind of mentioned this before, um, but Kingdom Hearts uh, was, I think, not the first, because I'm sure there were more before, but it was, like, the big first introduction to action RPGs for our generation. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like the, the action RPG that we know right now is probably mostly inspired off of people playing Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. And they do a really good job. The combat's always really fun. Um... It's kind of easy. You get a good flow in it. Um, I actually just watched a video by this this uh, YouTube channel called Design Doc, who mm-hmm. is describing mm-hmm. how in Kingdom Hearts 1, there is a mechanic that will consistently reward you for learning how to play the game better. And it's really? called the Tech Point system, where y- you can fight an enemy and just mash buttons, and that'll get you like a certain amount of experience. But if you start being smart and, like, blocking and dodging and stuff, you get additional points of experience. So it rewards you with additional character growth. And I'm pretty sure that got carried through each of the games. That's cool. That's really Um, cool. But, Drew, I agree. Birth by Sleep is nuts. Like, I think (laughs) uh, one has, like, pretty, I would say, vanilla action RPG stuff to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Two has all of the crazy forms, the merges, and the... Like, special moves. Birth by Sleep says, Alright, here's this giant list of skills. Put whatever you want on. Oh, what's that? You can level up and combine skills to get more skills? Go nuts. 
Holy actually, crap. What? I'm actually really liking the magic system because, like, the fact that it's almost, like, kind of card-based is... It's kind of nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just pop a thing and go. It feels more authentic to the character I'm playing as. What did you um, What did you think of Chain of Memories and its cards? Because I really liked it, but I found I'm kind of in a, mon- in a minority of people who really like the card system. I think on the Game Boy, it was a really smart decision to translate that gameplay. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how you would have been able to, like, make something like Kingdom Hearts 1 on the Game Boy without destroying the system. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that they decided to, like, go in a card-based system, like, it worked. And they actually tied it into kind of the way the, the actual plot worked out, which I thought was very impressive. And I don't know. I actually really like Chain of Memories. Um, Zach, did, ob- did you play any of that? No. So, uh, just so you quickly you know, and for the audience, Chain of Memories does this thing where... Instead of having actions, you have a deck of 60 cards, or might be like 40. I think you can level up how many cards you have. And mm. each card represents an action. So, like, there are, there's like a level 1 attack, a level 2 attack, a level 3, yada yada, up to 9. And then each of the key, the key blades you get in each of the worlds have, like, different properties on it. And there's items and magic. And what you do is you build a deck, and as you're fighting, you <clears> cycle <throat> through decks and pull up... And each card you play does the action, or you can pull a set of up to three cards and build a slight, which will uh, do a special move. And it's, it's huh. pretty neat. Like uh, since so, you really like magic, you might actually kind of dig the way it does combat. Right? Is it is it real time? Yeah, it's all real time. You have to like cycle through and shuffle your deck, which was that's bullshit. You shuffle your deck and lose a card. Sora, stop dropping cards. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm curious, Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Zach, I know you've got a limited exposure to the series, but uh, Adam, I wanted I to do. know, like, we like, mm-hmm. what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts world to visit? Because with me, I'm going to toss up between Halloween Town Ooh. or the world that never was. And I'm, I kind of want to give it to the world that never was. So, just... <laughs> uh-huh. um, of all of the worlds that I have experience with, the one mm-hmm. I think is cool, and I think this is mostly just because I like this Disney property, is the Milan world. Uh, That's a good one. That's a good one from two. Yeah, I specifically had Drew take me to the Milan world in Kingdom Hearts 2. So... Just so I could see it. And I looked upon it and went, I like this. Drew, I'm confused. So you're torn between the world that never was and one of the Halloween worlds, but not Tron world from two? There's a Tron world? There There is is. a Tron world. There is a Tron world. In Kingdom Hearts 2, it's very Tron 1. And... Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And you like Tron Legacy. Okay, kind of I don't like the plot of Tron Legacy, but the world itself is super cool. Like, I want Tron Legacy's world or Tron Uprising's world. I want that. Well, And I'm thinking just, like, gameplay mechanic-wise, like, which one was the most fun to, like, pop into. Yeah. If it... I'm trying to think what my favorite world was. Uh, obviously, oh, have... it was Atlantis. I love the music games. Oh. No, fuck that. Know... Fuck that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I actually have a world that I really like. I do, oh, okay. I do have one that I thought was really neat. Um, I really like the Pirates of the Caribbean level in yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2. And yeah. the reason I liked it was... So, all of the other Disney worlds that are in all of the games are based on animated properties. Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean is the only live-action property that has a world in Kingdom Hearts. And it was really neat to see them, like... Because the rest of the worlds are mostly filled with, like, animated characters, so they look like cartoons. But these are, like, they were trying to kind of look like real people. 
given in the style of Kingdom Hearts. Um, mm-hmm. I remember really liking that world because I was really into Pirates of the Caribbean at the time. And that was a neat level because you got to run away with Jack Sparrow and a yeah! really poor Johnny Depp impersonator. <laughs> I, I replayed that recently and was just like, oh, oh, that's not him. That's not oh, him does- at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think they um, did Barbosa pretty good, though, I have to say. They did, and that's the weird thing. <laughs> uh, I remember liking the Lion King level. That was pretty fun. Mm. Mostly because mm. I really like the Lion King. Mm. Um, I It was fun. It felt a little... It felt like it was definitely a side quest for me. Like, yeah. I didn't get any stake in the main lore with it. You know what I mean? One last thing I'm going to ask you, Drew. And, yes, Zach, Adam. I hope you know what we're talking about. Well, what are your thoughts and feelings on gummy ships? Oh, yeah, I know yeah. about gummy ships. So, I didn't mind them in one. To me, they were, like, an inconsequential, like, little mini game. And mm-hmm. at that age, I had played so much garbage that, like, I didn't, like, oh, like, why is this bad? I don't care. And then in two, I was expecting that. And then I got, like, freaking F-Zero and was just, like, yeah. shocked. <laughs> like, um, it was so over-the-top and crazy. And I was just confused that they put all this effort into what was a completely non-essential minigame. Kingdom Hearts has this weird thing. Kingdom Hearts has this weird thing where each of the games is absolutely jam-packed with, like, little things to do, collectibles, um, and... Oh, shit. I just thought... You know what actually my favorite level is? What? I really like the Winnie the Pooh levels. Yo! (laughs) They're adorable. That's a classy choice. (laughs) That's Um, a classy choice. But, um... What was I saying? Gummy ships were still, like especially in Kingdom Hearts 2, was hands down the coolest thing they added. Because in one, it, it definitely seems like an afterthought kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of slowly cruising through. You can change your ships, but there's really no point to it. Zach, I hope Drew has shown you some of the gameplay footage from Kingdom Hearts 2 gummy ship levels, where it is like Star Fox on crack. Like, <laughs> he has, it, actually. He oh, he did. The point of of it. It's so good to the point where I was like, is there a way I can just, like, remove the gummy ship portion and play that? I'm shocked they haven't done that. Because it, like, <laughs> I remember just playing through gummy ship levels and getting, like, the S-rank medals. Like, I remember doing that many times. I, I got hooked into it, too. Like, after I beat the main game, I was like, well, I got this bonus content. Yeah! It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, gentlemen... Our final, well, not our final, but our main final question. What is your favorite entry in the series, and what are your thoughts on the franchise's future? Because uh, 3 has been in development forever, and who knows what's going to happen. Mm. So, uh... Um, I, so- I think, regardless of anything else that happens, the plot of Kingdom Hearts is will forever be utterly convoluted. Oh, yes. You know, I, I was actually going to mention that. Um, we've kind of touched on that about that and i think how do i put this kingdom hearts has a really fun story as we've said the the characters become endearing um but i think the greatest failing of the kingdom hearts series like it's it's kind of achilles heel is that all right so kingdom hearts one is pretty self-contained and it makes sense right like Mm -hmm. it can be a little nonsensical but it's the first of what is a series so you kind of give it some points for being obscure Mm-hmm. The whole series starts kind of falling apart where at some point they started putting every single new entry on a different console. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And so, Zach, I, I actually... The plot of Kingdom Hearts is 
if you if you actually sit down and watch like one of those big like let me explain the plot or read synopsis you find that the plot is not nearly as confusing as you think it's still kind of confusing and a little nonsensical but the main problem is is that because they were all on different platforms people didn't want to go out and buy like a game boy to play chain of memories and uh oh that's really important i don't want to get a psp to play birth of birth by sleep uh oh that's also really important so when people play these games they only remember parts of it and there are whole games they haven't played and like shit make doesn't make sense and there's no context for it and it's weird mm. i don't know yeah, that's like that 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 totally like you're totally right like i i have a love-hate relationship because i love the games but the way they've been handled like i haven't had access to them for a good chunk of my life because like they're good, but, like, almost nothing is a console seller to me, especially mm -hmm. a handheld. And they had this weird phase where they just put everything on every handheld under the sun. Well, the big... The first big time this happened was Chain of Memories, where Kingdom Hearts mm -hmm. 1 was on PlayStation 2, and then Chain of Memories came out on the Game Boy, and everybody thought it was just a recap, right? Like, mm -hmm. it wasn't supposed to be that important. Um, yeah, I thought that. Zach, that prologue bit you played in kingdom hearts 2 is a direct like of direct a sequel from chain of memories ending if you didn't play chain of memories that makes no sense like kingdom hearts 2's prologue and most of that game make no sense uh i don't know if drew is able to like explain all that to you when you before you played that bit i uh I yeah it, drew explained it to me Oh, okay. I, I kind of well, did the thing where it's like, okay, so that guy's that, that's Diz, that's that's Ansem, but not really. Like, like I tried to backseat it a little. Yeah, bit, but, but like it's 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 hard to explain. And then two comes it out, is. and it's like, oh hey, Chain of Memories is super important. You're like, oh fuck, all of these spin off, all of these games are not spin off. They're parts of the story, and you have to get them all. Oh no. Did you have the fun moment yeah. playing and like seeing this is Organization Thirteen? There's only like seven members of thirteen left. What right. happened to the others? <laughs> You're like, wait, um, where are the other members of Organization Thirteen? Oh, uh -huh. yeah, actually, uh -huh. <laughs> and then like, Birth by Sleep was on the PSP of all damn things. Like, I bought a PSP to play that game, but I kind of wish I didn't have to. Mm. So then, um, so then, get, just getting back well, to the main question. Oh do you yeah. Think in the future, do you think in the future they're gonna stick to one console? And no. It sounds like your favorite. I can't really tell with you. I can't get well, quite a read on. Uh, let me let me let me loop back. Uh, my favorite of the games is probably it's a toss up between one and two, mm -hmm. because one is there's just something magical about Kingdom Hearts one. And if it hits you, it hits you hard, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you like one, you're gonna love two because two is such a good sequel. It's just it improves on everything. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, if I were to recommend a game to somebody, I ha you'd have to start with Kingdom Hearts one. There, there's just no other way around it. Um, Could my... you start with Birth by Sleep, given it technically would be zero? No. Oh. Oddly enough, you cannot start with Kingdom. Well. Okay, let me take it back. Uh, you could, but it's one of those prequels, Zach, where things in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep hit harder if you know what's going to happen. Oh. Like, when these two characters are interacting, they have a moment, and if you don't know, if you don't know who those characters are, it, it seems like just a thing. But if you know what happens to them later, it's, oh, this is a big thing. 
Like, uh, like, it, a, like a bit of a spoiler is that in Birth by Sleep, you find out that most of Organization 13 actually knew each other before they became nobodies. And they're interacting, and they're like, hey, we're going to be buddies. Like, we're going to go explore the world. It's like, oh, this is nice. If I didn't kill them later in the games, I would feel endeared by these characters. But right now, this is sad. You know, I would... I, I mean... Would argue, hmm. I would argue mm-hmm. that Birth by Sleep, from what I've played so far, like... You're absolutely right. Like, you're going to get more out of it if you've played the other games. But I think if that's your starting point, you might actually get more out of, say, 2 or, I don't know, even Chain of mm-hmm. Memories if you kind of know who these characters were. And I'm, I'm working through it now, mind you. Mm-hmm. But I keep thinking, like, how much more interesting Roxas is to me now, whereas before he kind of seemed like yeah. in his own world, doing his own thing. I, I guess I would say it can't be your first because... Um, as much as we've talked about Roxas, the main character of the series is Sora and his, mm-hmm. like, story. Yeah. And Birth by Sleep adds context to his story kind of thing. Uh, mm. But I do understand ah, your point, though, Drew, of... I guess it's a toss-up. I think you probably shouldn't start with it, but yeah, I mean, I, you can. Understandable. Uh, and then my feeling for the future is I think they're going to have to stick on one console or they'll do the thing of put it on every console, but... They need to knock this shit off. They do not put a version of Kingdom Hearts on the Switch, uh, and this is like Kingdom Hearts two point nine and three quarters. Like, don't uh, do don't, that. Don't say that too loud. Don't say that too Wait, loud. Um, I... Yes, mm-hmm. yes, Zach. Zach. But, but what if they do? Oh, well, no. we'll all be sad. What are your What is your feeling, Drew? Well, uh, I'm actually pretty similar to you, Adam. Where, um, let's see here. I think as far as the future is going, I think. I don't know why they decided to split the games up on different consoles, but I think at this point they're probably, I think they're probably going to put all the all the franchise on one console and be done with it because that's been the biggest complaint they've had and they know it. Mm-hmm. And I think they're probably going to try to trim down the plot a little bit. And I say that because every new entry, like with the the bundles and like the movies they've put together. It seems like they're trying to bring things all into one focus, and I, I think mm-hmm. that would be better for them. Yeah. As far as I think that's what like, those. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Those giant collections, I think, mm-hmm. are their attempt to do that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think it would have to be. Though I'm still mad about fragmented 2.8. Like that to me is like it's it's a it's a demo. Don't mm-hmm. do that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure three will do well. I have no doubt in my mind it will sell like some like cocaine or something. Um, I think... (laughs) Hey, man, you got any more than Kingdom Hearts 3 trailers? Oh, yeah. Come on, I'm good for it, please. Um, I think, uh, I'm actually, I don't know if the third game is going to simplify the plot and then, like, end it with some characters, or if Sora's gonna keep on trucking. Because, like, I think they're gonna need to bring in some new worlds, and I just don't know how much more mileage you have with Sora as a character. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm wrong. I don't know. As far as my favorite... No, I think that's fair. Like, uh, like Sora's great, but you've got so many other people to work with. And I think even in Dream Drop, uh, the, the 3DS one, right? Like, it was him and Riku. And I well, think Riku... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I was just going to say, like, I think Riku, like, has slowly kind of come into his own as opposed to just being, like, this weird, like, you know, um, what is it? Like, anti-hero or whatever mm-hmm. the heck he was. Um... So yeah, and that's just like kind of on like a lore side. Yeah. Uh, as far as my favorite game, um, you know, one is super good. One definitely like has its place for me. I 
don't think it has aged quite as well as two has like Mm. i think right now one holds a special place for me but i think if i were to go and say i want to play one of these right now two is honestly more connected to the main lore of the games at this point there's like just they did a lot of really good stuff in it that i quite appreciate yeah um that's what i was saying i flip-flop on that like it's like uh one's really good and you should start there oh but two's really really good yeah and like i have to say birth by sleep like has a very strong beginning for me like i i'm comparing it to two's beginning where zach basically had to slug through like six days of roxas's like identity crisis yeah it was six days of rocks that is the perfect description of what the intro to that game was Mm, Uh whereas with birth by sleep like i'm a couple hours in and already i've seen like a bunch of different worlds i've seen a bunch of different places i play a few hours more dang i've got all this great stuff going on like it seems like they've gotten better at making these kinds of games and Mm -hmm, so i wonder mm -hmm. if by the time i finish birth by sleep if i take my baggage and throw it away if it's just going to be more mechanically sound but that said i think i got to give it to two just because you know world that never was it fulfilled a lot of like things I. it's a it's a good final level like it's a really good oh yo that final boss though that mm. final boss is zach that final boss is so good you should play the game just for that well, okay. I <laughs> guess I'll on? go pick up Kingdom Hearts 2. Should Yay! we go uh, move on to our design club? Yeah. We will, but we have one final question, guys. Oh, right. And we need to let the world know, what is our Organization 13 name? Oh, so for context, um, well, for context um, every member of the organization, the bad guys in Kingdom Hearts, their names are spelled as their living real-world counterparts, but with an extra X thrown in. For example... It's also it. The name is an, is an anagram of the actual person's name with an X tossed in there. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. For good for measure. For example, for example, my name is Drew. But if I were to be destroyed and turned into a nobody, wouldn't you know it? My name could be Rexed, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This is probably the best. I had an extremely difficult time. Because I, because my name is Zach and I spell it Z A C K. Now imagine adding X to that and being like, "Hey, give a fucking attempt. <laughs> like, you try, give it a truck and try." I think yours um, worked out. But I got caxed. <laughs> I am caxed. 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 Hey, it's better than what I was thinking. Like, look, you be Zach's. <laughs> Zach's. Um. I think I came, uh, the one I came up with, and me and my friends, we've talked about this before, and we flip-flop on whether, uh, I've either gone with Daxum or Zadam, where you, it's just Adam with an X in front of it. Um, I love that. Oh, Zadam would have been funny. Zadam. I I think Zadam is pretty good. I think you're pretty good on Zadam. Zadam is funny, but Daxum sounds more like an actual character that would show up. Like, that would be, that would be for real, real, though. Like, Mm, yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. But on that note, um, it might be time, guys, for our beautiful, our lovely, our most important segments, the Design Club. Mm-hmm. How y'all doing? Are y'all ready? Can you feel it? What are we designing today? I'm living well, in my <laughs> best world. <laughs> so Bring it on, <laughs> tall man. Today's Design Club, Zach-san, I don't know, um... You are, an over- you are a fan fiction writer. Choose a world to have Sora and the gang visit, and describe the quest they would go on. Most importantly, give it a Kingdom Hearts appropriate name, akin to, you know, like, 
uh, fragmented past or three blah blah blahs over two birth by sleep just you know i don't know why why are we why are we doing an entire kingdom hearts game for like one world within that game i just maybe we should just come up with with a a collective title just come up with a collective you know what that's a good idea let's do a collective title a collective collective title title. all of our worlds okay so slap together so we're going to each make a world that they're going to go to and then after we'll make a a name for the game that these worlds will show up in okay yes uh, yes. So who has I, an idea? I got one. I got Go for one. it. I was thinking about this, and it's kind of low-hanging fruit, but I think Sora and the gang need to go on an adventure with um, Avatar The Last Airbender. I think, I ah. think they need to go hang out with um, Aang and the gang. I think Sora and Aang would get along quite well. Mm-hmm. I think they're a little mini-adventure, because they can't do the entire Fire Kingdom thing. But I think it would be quite nice if they just had like a nice isolated plot, perhaps the one where they are trapped on the, you know, the episode where they're trapped on the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think I think that would be nice and contained. It would let you relive a highlight from that franchise. I think again, Sora would get along super well with Aang. Um, I would love to see Donald and Goofy get in trouble with um, Z- not Zuko. What's his name? Um, the guy with the boomerang. Sokka. Sokka, Sokka. Yeah. I think Sokka and Goofy hanging out and Donald losing his mind would be the greatest thing ever. Um, <laughs> and I think you could have a lot of fun with like maybe adding some elemental style effects to your, uh, you know, to Sora and his Keyblade because you've already mm-hmm. got fire and lightning and all that anyway. So that could be cool. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, that sounds pretty cool. Um, so the first one I want to toss out there, and this is I'm I don't this isn't going to be my official one because my official one is uh, interesting. Um, would be like. A generic like just we have a bunch of final fantasy characters already why don't we just have the world they all came from Ooh. um so that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a toss out if anybody wants to hold on to that one but i'm gonna quote my notes here fuck literally any nintendo world mm-hmm. so there was an april fool's post at one point that showed sora we- uh, wielding what looked like the mushroom kingdom key and it showed mario <laughs> in kind of a Kingdom Hearts 1 outfit wielding a Keyblade. And people thought that was real because it looked so official. But, boy, turned out to be hella fake, and it was heartbreaking. Right. No, here, I got a list of, like, Nintendo franchises that would work perfectly. Mario, Mm -hmm. Samus, or Metroid, Mm -hmm. Legend of Zelda, Donkey Kong, F-Zero... Kirby, Pikmin, Star Fox, Animal Crossing, Pokemon. We are swimming in a treasure trove. You get a world. You get a world. Everybody gets a world. Oprah world. Oh my gosh, Oprah world. <laughs> That'd be the best. Oh no. It's just a daytime Here. television studio. And you're just hanging out. And the final boss is you talk to the camera. Oh lord. Oh Adam, boy. Adam, do you have anything for uh, us? So... If I had to pick a world for them to go to, uh, and I'm gonna be kind of lame, I'm I'm gonna pick a Disney World. That okay. I really hope I they're not gonna do, but I think it'd be cool. Um, uh, <laughs> you I hope would they're lo- not gonna do it, but it would be cool if they did. Uh, no, no. Uh, let me. I messed up my words there. I don't think they would. They will do it. I hope they do. I don't think they will. I uh, messed up okay. two different words. Did you guys ever see Treasure Planet? Yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, I I want to see wait. a Treasure Planet styled world. Wait where, a second! No, but uh, wait, but the Treasure Planet is literally like what the characters do. 
I know. That's why I think it'd be cool. Because, <laughs> it, no, here's my idea. The Treasure Planet thing isn't necessarily a world that you go to. It is a series or a basically a side quest that involves the, the whole gummy ship thing where you are fighting alongside the ship from Treasure Planet and you're, you know, you go down to the planet afterwards. Like, you keep going through all the different gummy hallways and all that stuff in between worlds and you keep running into Jim and the people on the boat and like, hey, we're looking for treasure. Sora, what did you find? And like, oh, we found this and we think the map points us over there. And at some point says, all right, guys, we know where it is. Sora, come with us. And they go, they go down the planet. Wait, And they wait. find the treasure Adam, and they got to escape and it'd be so idea. cool. This no, is but wait a second. Idea. This is beautiful. No, it's it sounds like like the perfect like uh like through line side quest For where this, like as uh-huh. you go to each world, the treasure planet crew is around. Yeah, and like <laughs> and that's my always, thing. Like, it's like like they are totally like non connected to any specific world except like their own kind of thing. But they're mostly yeah. just like like sailing around, going like, "Hey, so did you find treasure? Come with us to Treasure Planet. It'll be neat." It's like, right. oh, but Treasure Planet lost Disney a ton of money, and they probably don't want anybody to remember it. Which sucks, because that, I think it's a good movie. I thoroughly enjoy Treasure Planet, whatever. Uh-huh. And I think it'd be super good in Kingdom Hearts. I do, I too. Mean, it's it's <laughs> kind I'm of a perfect you. fit for Kingdom Hearts. It's weird, right? But, like, they're not yeah. gonna do... Hold on. Treasure Planet was Disney, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it was. Okay. Kinda, I'm... It, like, you, you remember, like, uh, it was them, and then before that, I think they did Atlantis, and it was kind of like that period of, like, <gasps> oh. oh! my god, an Atlantis Wait. world? Yeah, oh. I'm thinking Atlantis here. Have they done it? I thought they already did Atlantis, which is why they I didn't did mention it. Uh, no, mermaid. no. That, oh, that's Atlantica, not, not oh, Atlantis. Yeah, that's, that's Mermaid. That's not, my bad. That's not Journey to Atlantis. No, I know. I had, to, I had to correct myself. The, the one in Little Mermaid is Atlantica, and... Atlantis is the one where you're digging down to find the, the city of Atlantis. That'd be, yeah. Oh, that'd be so neat. It would Disney. be super. No, to follow the like to follow the main character as they go down to Atlantis, and then like once you're there, you do you know you follow the plot essentially. But mm-hmm. that that would be super super cool. Like especially like if the thing you're looking for is in Atlantis. See. I'm imagining the big finale of that world being because if you've seen the Disney movie, it ends with these giant stone statues coming and putting these like this giant shield up. And I'm imagining like a whole bunch of heartless are attacking Atlantis, and you need to help like power up these giant stone golems to protect the city. And you're just like flying back and forth between them all protecting everything. It's like oh, it'd be so cool. Yeah, that would be pretty baller. Oh, oh man. okay. What is this game gonna be called? Kingdom Hearts something. Let's see what- We've got Nintendo, we've got Avatar, we've got Atlantis, we've got... And uh, Treasure Planet. Treasure, Treasure, Treasure Planet. Planet. Alright, can we focus, like, can we just, like, the Treasure Planet aspect of it, I guess, like, something about, like, not treasure, or sort of, like, it's something about, like, the adventure spirit here, because that's Treasure Planet in a nutshell, and if that's going to be your through line through all the worlds... Hmm. Okay, so uh, the through line is some kind of adventure swashbuckling I've got so it think, what do you got Kingdom Hearts Strange Journey <gasps> what yes <laughs> I, like it. I like it just uh, just to clarify just to clarify for you Drew uh, one of the SMT series um, is Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is just more Persona 
No, it's, no, no. I, I just think it'd be funny because I and I think the word I think "strange journey" sounds good, but that doesn't yeah, sound very Kingdom Hearts enough. There's not enough mm. random letters and numbers in there. Mm. Strange journey X. Strange journey. No X because we've got treasure maps. We've got treasure maps. Oh yeah, um, right. Okay, so Kingdom Hearts <clears throat> Journey X something. Tr- uh, Kingdom Hearts X marks the spot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to see for me it's we've basically listed four different things that will just never happen so I'm trying to think of like Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts the journey that never was ooh the journey that never was that is good I like that Kingdom Hearts the journey that never was the journey that that. can't be the journey that is legally not able to happen wait Kingdom Hearts (laughs) impossible journey (gasps) oh ooh I like that one Kingdom Hearts for I want to work in the word forbidden somehow. Forbidden journey? Come on. Kingdom Hearts Forbidden Journey. Ooh. I like the impo- impossible more. The impossibly <laughs> forbidden journey. Oh, Kingdom man. Hearts Impossibly Forbidden Journey. Okay. There we go. <laughs> all right. We've, We've arrived. It. We've arrived. We made it. <laughs> Let us all have a hearty ground of toasts and pour outs to okay. uh, cap off our adventure. Uh, I'm going to do a... Oh, fuck. I I, I'm gonna do a toast to Magic the Gathering Arena. It's entered mm. second stage of its beta, and now I can talk about it. Oh, um, it's good. Oh, good. Oh. Is that the Hearthstone-like one? Yeah, I was interested it, in trying that out, but I'd sign up for the beta, dude. It's really it's it's solid, and uh, it's also free. So there you Ooh. go. I love free. Yeah, free is good. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do a toast to uh, my gummy ship, the Excalibur. It's the oh. best. It has fucking laser sword missiles on it. It's so cool. Paulos dos. I I have two toasts. I have a toast to my boy Axel. Um, for just oh, God damn. You know, he's mm-hmm. such he's so over the top. He's, he's such so a good boy. What's with this man? <laughs> just I'm like like through all of it, I kept looking at Axel going like Axel, what's your fucking deal, man? He, you know, he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on. Um, and then I want to give a toast to the Moogle, because there's always the the nice little cartoon Moogle that you can synthesize and buy stuff from. And mm-hmm. I oh, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, wait, a, I didn't know that. He's a rat. They addition. also say Koopo, because of course they do. Of, co- of course. Like every do. Moogle says Koopo. Of course they do. Uh, and this isn't a toast or a pour out, but I think we should all uh, raise a sea salt ice cream pop for each other on this wonderful episode yes. oh yeah of course uh, raising the sea salt ice cream pop i hope in my heart of hearts that uh sea salt ice cream like they have in the games like exists that like square or disney puts the money out to actually make that because that thing would sell like nuts that would be crazy oh, it's dude. dumb i'd buy all right it. I'd buy all right let's i wonder if there's it. a recipe we can make it or we can make it at home we can huh. we can maybe i have to look it up those. yeah Wait, we'll have to learn about how to make them, though. Someone's going to have to teach us. I'll need, <laughs> like, teach us in, like, a lesson for today? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 358 oh. lessons over, over Zach. <laughs> oh, my God. 58 <laughs> lessons over... Okay. <laughs> Woo! Hey there, everybody. It's time now for the lesson of the day. Today's lesson is sea salt, sea salt ice cream can be made. And it requires two eggs, two cups of milk, a third a cup of sugar, one teaspoon of vanilla, one cup of heavy whipping cream, sea salt, 
you have to be careful with it, blue food coloring and green food coloring. And that's the lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody. Wow. How oddly specific. Thank you, Zach. Zach, that was that was wonderful. Thank you for that really sweet lesson. Mm-hmm. And thank you, listener. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey and opening your heart up to us and dealing with a lot of terrible puns along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have comments, concerns, or just want to say hello, you can always reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team, N-I-T-W-I-C, at gmail.com. Our music this week, it was by ProLeader. And for our outro track, we're definitely going to grab some Kingdom Hearts funness. Kingdom Hearts funness. Next week, we're going to have something fresh and exciting for you, so be ready. Be ready. And until then, we'll see you, and we hope you have a great day and a great life. Bye. Bye. When you walk, walk away, away, you, you don't Please. Please. And then, and cut. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>